Welcome to Knock 'em Dead, a comedy podcast that deals with the one thing we all experience yet never talk about death. Episode 5 The Aftermath. So your loved one has bought the farm, kicked the bucket, cashed in their chips to the great Bellagio in the sky, and you suddenly find yourself in a Grim Reaper sponsored family reunion with the people you spend your entire life trying not to reunion with. And if family reunions are already awkward, this one is even more divorce settlement slash asking for a prenup vibe. Except you're all standing on a razor blade of grief and guilt. Whether the person, formerly known as Alive, made a plan or not, the aftermath can be messy, even if there isn't a crime scene. Because it's never really about the deceased, and more about resolving your second cousin twice removes abandonment issues, which, quite frankly, they earned. Weirdo. My mom had pancreatic cancer, and she still thought divvying up her things made death seem too real. She wasn't even in the 1%, even if you use the metric system. No big money, but we still had a storage wars meets Breaking Bad family throwdown that was totally justified because mom's Scooby-Doo jelly jar collectibles are mine. Well, they're not currently in my possession, but they will be. So how do you act? How do you deal with loss and stare into the face of a pain that you never could have imagined? all the while watching your uncle get drunk and fight your other uncle during the eulogy. Well, we're here to help. I'm Rachel Bradley, with my co-host, Christopher Titus. This is Knock 'em Dead. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Knock 'em Dead. I'm Rachel Bradley with my co-host. Christopher Titus, how you doing, people? And we have a big surprise today, but probably not that big of a surprise with us as always on our other podcast, the Titus podcast is The Highlander. Yay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> My name's Ken Highland. And the you know Highlander. What? Since I feel still like new, we have a lot of crossover. Since we're, since we're still new on this, can you tell the people kind of what this is about? Why do we do this podcast? Uh, we do this podcast because we have all had to deal with death in varying ways and degrees and have found it to be completely and absolutely absurd. And we wanted to approach it through comedy because it's such a heavy topic, especially in the United States. Other countries, by the way, this comes out the day after the Day of the Dead on our calendar. And that's based on a country that really celebrates the dead and we don't we're terrified of it it's mm -hmm. a sad scary thing. it has to be heavy it has yeah. to be heavy uh and the thing is it's the one thing that i can guarantee is going to happen right guess what everybody it's going to happen you're going so we were trying to give it give people access to a place where it didn't seem so heavy because yeah. even if you go like every every time i'm going to a funeral home or dealt with somebody they're just so Hello, so we're so sorry for your loss. Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah, yeah, I, it happened, man. What, he how do he we, was a wonderful, wonderful person. Everything's no. going to, it's going to be $12,000. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why you're upset. I get why you're solemn now, because you had to tell me it was get 12 grand. Get rid of all grand. these flowers, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. He's I dead. Would. He can't see this shit. <laughs> and I'll tell you guys, just to pull the curtain back a little bit, in trying to find guests that we want, or that we like it has i have noticed a temperature change when i say 
for example, we had a corpse composter that was going to be on mm -hmm. this, which month. is an absurd job anyway. Yeah. And I said, and just said it's composter. a comedy <laughs> podcast, right? And she instantly got very weird. Oh, well, I, I don't know if I'm that funny. And I said, no, 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 you don't have to be funny. We're going to do that. That's what we do for a living. But also we're not going to make fun of it. Right. We're going to make, you know, point at the absurdity that surrounds it because yeah. that will give people access to it. Maybe we but, should stop oh, telling. No. Then she ghosted me. So oh. maybe. Wow. Which is ironic in death. <laughs> um, can I say that maybe we should stop telling people's comedy because we'll just do comedy without telling them. I kind of feel like some of these people, when you talk to them, it reminds me of your from your second special, Fifth Annual End of the World Tour, where you do the Mr. Titus. We are so yeah, sorry so for your loss. It's they're like that, and so I feel like I need to warn them a no, little bit. No, no, yeah, it's you. the opposite. Once they're here, <laughs> then we get to go, and then I think they'll warm up. So we yeah. tell. And as as more episodes are, we do more episodes. Right. They'll understand what the what what they're getting. Yeah, what we're doing. Yeah. yeah we'll like I want a funny funeral director. Anybody? I need a funeral director. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. That's on their <laughs> no, resume. No, 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 we don't need to be funny. We just need you to want to talk to us about it. You, that's a, we don't need you. We, you don't. That's the thing. When you tell people they have to be funny. I that, don't. I never said that. That's the, I you, said, you said we need a funny I, funeral director. Well, I. That's what I want. That's my wish list. That's what I would love to have. But I understand that's probably not going to happen. But what I say is we're that would two comedians right. who we have a podcast about death and it's like, whoa. We just want a normal funeral director, a normal human being, just that you can come in and you joke around with your friends. Can and have a conversation. And when we ask a question, does it just go, yes. <laughs> that and then happen. say nothing else. Uh, usually the guest is zoomed in on that screen. Can mm -hmm. we just address how tight like... Like, yeah, you can back it I like that Ken's whole thing that back he wants oh, to shit. talk about today is the camera angles and, and the editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, 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 hospice nurse. But what's yeah. up with that camera angle? Seriously. Do you see this production we're doing? It's You're like killing a, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so oh god, he's doing puns on this. We're not one double. Now. We're, uh, we're, don't don't get anybody's camera; it messes them up. Um, so we wanted to we'll talk get a about table. today. Uh, we just called it the aftermath because it's the only word I could think of, and it entails so many things. And we could do ten episodes on this yep. of what remains after someone passes away and how surprising it sometimes is. And I actually have things that I can't talk about um, because so many people are still living that would be offended. You're talking me. about how bizarre things get like, yeah. I always say this, you've heard me say this for many years, weddings and funerals, man. I It's, it's almost like funerals uh, uh, clear out all everybody's bullshit because this yeah. person died yeah. and who they are and, and, and their true feelings about the person come out. My brother, when dad passed, I don't think Dave Dave was ready for it in, at all. I mean, I knew, I mean, it's funny because my dad had four or five heart attacks. We, I knew that eventually, yeah. in fact, that the week before dad I had driven away from his house and I said, there's going to be a dad drive when he's not going to be here anymore. And it was, it was that week he died. That's so, you always yeah. tell that story to me. Like we talked about it. And I always think that there was some, because you and your dad were so connected in a very strange way. And I, it seems like you almost knew. So to be clear, he drove away from his dad. I got a block away. I pulled out of the driveway. He was, he was, I still remember that he was wearing a red, this is a red plaid for shirt and he's waving and we backed out and I, and I, and it was just so sad because he had lost 
heart attacks had taken like that that the the, the yeah. Titus from him yeah. that we that we played on the show. They'd taken the, the that bad motherfucker that would yeah. like get out and punch a guy's car yeah. window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd taken that out of him, and he was just a, he was just a 50, 58 year old man who had four heart attacks, and he was weak. And I, and he was waving. We were going to skiing, and and I drove. I got about a block away, and I just started sobbing, and I just go, "There's gonna be a day I drive when he's not gonna be here anymore." And it was that week he died. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know he, he died at fifty-eight. Yeah, that's yeah. really I'm, young. I'm older than my father was when he died. So wow. that was a weird year for him, right? Because yep. when he yeah. woke up that morning on his birthday, it was kind of like, "Tick tock, tick tock, here we go." <laughs> I gotta get yeah. through three hundred sixty-five of these, and then I'm safe. Go or, wave to Jet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't wave to yeah. my kid anymore. Uh, Grandpa Titus, forty. But you didn't finish. Um, so when your dad, you knew you had a feel, you were preparing for your dad yeah, so, to go. So, so it happened. We got a call at the cabin and we came back and, and then it's weird how every, all of a sudden being the oldest kid, I became the manager of the death. It was yeah. really yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, and everybody else wanted to be involved. And so I got there, my sister Shannon was freaking out, uh, but she's, she's kind of like me. She gets business. My yeah. brother David, David took his car uh and no i no, i had a dodge viper at the time he actually took my viper oh. and disappeared he disappeared he just and, and i finally I, he won't pick up his phone for like a day and a half and i finally get a hold of him I'm like what are you doing he goes and he's sobbing he's just sobbing why did this have to happen i don't know what to do with my life i don't know where i'm gonna go anymore i don't know and this wasn't my dad's real kid this was like nancy's kid and, and i don't know what i'm doing and, and i had to talk him down on the phone while he was driving around but your dad raised him like his own. yeah yeah he did and but so people feel like they lose their uh anchor they lose like their their grounding yes yeah. yeah, something is surreal yeah well it, it's we have this with grandma's house too is like there was a place we used to go that was so grounded in love and yes. home yeah and now it was that our is gone home yeah. base right like yeah, yeah. i I mean, people that listen to the Titus podcast know that I periodically would disappear or zoom in because I was at grandma's throughout the year. I would go for a week or more at a time. And um, depending on what, what was going on, where you were going or what operation yeah, she was having. Exactly. And um, it was safe space and home base. And it was that way, I think, for my whole family that there was this anchor mm -hmm. that was there that we could get to if we needed to. And we have talked about like how surreal that that's gone. Yeah. So if we go back there where I'm from, we would have to stay in a hotel. Like it's very surreal. We're still dealing with this. That's why we we're really sad she's dead because we we have to pay for a hotel. No, now. <laughs> I mean how extra heartbreaking it will be. I still need to finish, guys. Six years in. We still have a storage unit of my mom's stuff that I would love to close out, but not yeah. everyone is as motivated. It's not even that. It's part of the aftermath. What you said. It's yes. Yeah. There's some people that they don't. There's a finality to cleaning yes. out that storage yeah. unit that people have to deal with, and it's a it's it, it's almost like admitting it's mom's storage unit. And there's the problem with this is what what I'll tell you with with the aftermath. There's two ways the aftermath can play out, and it and it has to do with the person still being alive when they're here. You have to get clear and clean with people quick. Mm -hmm. If if yeah. there's if there's something between some some weird slight, because this is what happened to some people. My my dad and I were clean. We were clean. Yeah. You know. Um, my mom and I. Yeah. And so and so yeah, and So there was sadness, uh, of course, but but there was no oh god if only. Yeah. There's this wave of guilt. If you haven't cleared up whatever's between you and that person. 
there's this wave of bullshit that when they die that hits you like a tsunami. It's horrible. And it's and it's such a weight because you put off or don't even realize it's there that this right that things that you have to that you should have resolved or had with you there now it's like okay you better figure it out because you don't there's no you can't yeah. talk to this person anymore yep. you you have now you have to deal with your siblings if yep. there's siblings involved yes and all that shit comes up that you thought was was gone or suppressed or whatever is sitting there and now it's like yep. oh and now it, that i take all this of a blanket sudden you find yourself in business with your siblings yeah. and cousins That's, or uncle or whatever but it this is thing too. wrecks this thing wrecks people though this one was yeah. listed emotional part this wrecks people I mean, you know, the unfinished business part. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying is that. So I was clear with the two most major deaths that I have dealt with, um, but not everyone else was. And that really affects everything else in trying to close things out trying to navigate a will or lack thereof, Mm -hmm. trying to decide who gets what, you know, whatever that is, it, then you add unresolved emotions, guilt, shame, and throw in then stuff and money. It's really just awesome. (laughs) And and, and in the midst of all that grief. So so, now you're dealing with the loss of somebody and people who had things like mom loved you better. If there's all this other bullshit that goes on it. So it's not just what someone died. That's it. Let's all handle it. It's, there's all this life stuff that happens at the same time that, and so what I would say to you, everybody is number one, if there's somebody in your life, especially if it's, if it's a parent or if you're a parent and you have older, whatever it is, brothers, sisters, do me a favor, call them and you, you can, you can make the aftermath less by clearing it up. I know it. You, you think now I'll do it one day. I'm telling you one day could be never come because you because we just someone for a guy okay a guy that was a big fan of the show came to every show yeah, we've ever done can we say this his yes. name is Je- was jeff hart jeff hart was great lived in upstate new york was one of the most supportive you would know him um what every covid show we did he bought the vip after party mm-hmm. tickets every shirt i put out he bought five for different people every show we did up there he was there and brought us gifts and Always we just found out that he sat his nephew emailed us that he's he was 50 something sat down at oh his dinner God. table watching a movie eating chinese food alone and just had a heart attack and that was it or no they think the a blood clot in his leg traveled to his brain while he was in the middle they found him in his dinner with Jesus the tv Christ. still going what movie was he watching uh, doctor who well, that, that <laughs> was a huge Doctor Who fan. I don't know what movie he was watching. But, but that's what I'm saying is that. So there is no, there is no one day. It's today. Yeah. And you so, don't know when it's coming. So, yeah, so if you want to fix it, if you want to make the aftermath less, uh, get involved and just go look. And, and here's the thing. Here's, here's what I learned with my dad. My dad never quite, when I finally got my dad and I cleaned it up with my dad. Mm-hmm. He never really cleaned it up with me. The best I, I the best I got, but but I cleaned it up with him, and that, that's what you need. It's not about them. It's about it's not about forgiving them. It's about making sure you're okay with this person. Let it them know you. It is so hard though um, when that person continues to be unwilling to change what is right. Like right. I experienced. It's this frustrating to not hear. I I love you, and I'm sorry too. And, yes, yeah. and <laughs> I'm not gonna let you know, my wife keep you out of my house anymore or yeah. whatever it is. These are just vagaries. She's not talking about something specific. 
Well, I am. I'm talking about ah, On Tuesday, <laughs> on November 1st. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that has created this distance, uh, it's hard when they won't then be like, you know what, you're right. And now we're going to do this and it's going to be great. I know, and I'm very close to my dad. I talk to my dad just about every day. Um, and I do get there when I when I can finally. Um, but not that I physically can't, I go a lot. I just often am told, oh, we have to change that. Um, but I know no matter what, that when my father passes away, it's going to be a complete and utter nightmare, you know, and there's nothing you have to really disentangle yourself from any expectations you financial, emotional, or otherwise it's a heart. You have to give it up and keep giving it up. Um, the other yeah. thing that's revealed in that is that we were talking about having an anchor and siblings. Yeah. Is that you you until this happens, you don't know your relationship with your siblings and how their yes. relationship with the deceased yes. that's, that's, that's what I was That's what I about, noticed. Yeah. That's what things you're like, wow, you guys are all acting insane. Yeah. Yeah. It and made others too. Yeah. Some people uh identify love in different ways. So let's say, for example, one of my siblings might think that being in charge of stuff or getting money means that they're loved, right? Uh Well, then you get another sibling that's like, all you care about is money. I'm not saying this happened, but Also vagaries. Totally vagaries. These are are possible. And maybe threatened a lawsuit. Maybe. Over said. This is the weird, this is the aftermath. mm -hmm. This is where it gets weird, where you don't know, like all of a sudden it's like, so I remember when, dad died his his wife who he'd already separated from uh his sixth wife he'd separated from was living in the house and she showed up and and she came in and said i want to meet everybody at the house so we all met my sister brother and myself and we're there i think kathy was there too and uh and we and she came in she goes i want you to know that i'm the wife so i get everything that was her first sentence and i had the similar and it was like and you're like it was like what like it wasn't like oh, wow. I loved Kenny. He was awesome. Yeah. It was like I'm the wife, so I get everything. And I went and I. It's funny at the time it was the first. I think it was my first moment of maturity. I went. I went okay, because I knew my dad had taken me aside. It's another thing too for everybody that if you're getting older, like take someone aside and go, someone you trust and go. Here's where everything is. Here's what I want done. Make sure it happens. Do it, you guys. Honestly, do it. My I know mom where- didn't want to face it, and so my mom did not itemize, did not make a list of mm-hmm. who would get what. And my mom wasn't super wealthy. I mean, she she did well, but it still created massive problems after and the threat of a lawsuit because it'll, it'll it makes the aftermath easier Yeah, if you actually take some time. So my dad had this box. My dad actually used to put out, uh, he, he he did prenups, like he had them printed out as a gross. <laughs> he he like, did, they, we have one they, of them. He would actually, he would actually sign, women sign, uh, they, they had living together. He had living like a first living agreement. He had, right? he had a living agreement. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, oh yeah. He, 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 he literally, what would have been Xeroxed back then, a stack of them for the women. He's not making this a joke. Is, we have a, one of them. Vagary. No, this is a, no, we have one in a photo album yeah. at our house. Oh my God, that's Blank a t-shirt. One. That's one gotta that, be a t-shirt. One that wasn't filled out. Like it was like, just in case. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Before, it's a standard. Way before it was cool. Yeah. Way before all this Me Too stuff yes. happened. My dad was like, can you sign this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Because we're going to get in the hot tub. Sign this. Yeah. <laughs> is this a hot girl signature here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so when she, when Pat came in and it was all about stuff, it was all about 
I get the house, I get this, I get that. And I remember dad had said, um, in this lot, he had this blue lock box and he put all oh, my, my birth certificate, his birth, like those cool, there's like the top, like he wasn't irresponsible totally there. The shit that needed to be in there was there. And I found uh, a copy of their prenup and it basically said she got the dryer or the washer. <laughs> she got the dryer and there was a, around the window, there was like a, a doily thing that she'd put up. It was a, she wanted it up. Dad didn't give a shit about that. He was like, what the fuck? Put? My dad was this guy. Fuck are you putting that up for? It was just this, it, this trim that went around the top of the window. So specific. And, a doily. Dude, it was not I a doily. Like a it, was, it, it was like but... a valance, but, but it was, it was very fluffy and girly. Yeah. And <laughs> so I read it and that's what she gets. And I call my sister and brother. Like, All right, guys, everyone's meeting me at Kinko's. So now, so this is our aftermath. So we basically, we had to plan dad's funeral, went to the funeral home. And that's where the guy said, we actually told him we wanted, by the way, that bid in my show was true, cardboard box. And the guy was like, well, we have a rental casket. Uh, and, and my brother said, who brought it back? So, <laughs> so this is, it was weird. So we got that all done. Got all, that was weird too, because everybody has their thing. That's another thing. Please fix your funeral arrangements. Because if you don't, what ends up happening is everybody thinks they know you what yeah. you would want you yeah. know everybody and if that was true you guys would all have the same thing but you don't well, it's all there was, over the place i had a similar thing too before you get back to that that <laughs> i plan started to plan my mom's service and planned on her being cremated and my sister freaked out because she said that's not what she would have wanted that she said mom was much more traditional and she would have wanted a traditional and i'm thinking my mom was not at all traditional. Like, yeah. But so that also became a fight yeah. over whether or not she was buried or cremated, whether or not her body was in the casket at the service was a big deal. Before you continue. So what you're pitching is, I was thinking about this, is like that conversation. If get So let's say somebody gets news. Oh my gosh, terminal, something. They're, yeah. they're about to go. Yeah. Now you have to go. Somebody has to take the reins and get gather and fucking Zoom call all the siblings and start the conversation and without fear of everyone else going, what are you trying to rush? The way you trying to kill him? What are well, you trying to- Yeah, that's problem. the weird part, yeah. right? That's why we're trying to do this podcast. That's, I was gonna yeah. say, so just, hey, share this podcast yeah. that everybody goes through this and it is gonna be an issue. So just, you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, and just why share this clip? It makes it harder on your loved ones too. I know my mom would not have wanted some of the things that happened. No. I know the for final. a fact that grandma would not have wanted the things that happened after she went but people they don't really want to face it that logistically yeah so and then you could clarify well, things. we have a trust but i was just thinking just now that that i should i should sit down and i need to do everything again um and i will i will this week. only in a few years of our trust now things have changed so yeah. we've been saying we gotta so do i that. think so here's i'm wondering it's such a weird thing. So we don't believe in, in in mediums, ghosts, and luck and karma, whatever. So you think if you start talking about death, that's going to come after yeah. you. Death goes, hey, wait, hey, wait, hey. Mm -hmm. Someone's yeah. talking about like it. It's a secret. Hey, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's so not going to happen. I went to Kinko's. So I go to Kinko's and we um, we made six copies of my dad's prenup. <laughs> so everyone had their, I wanted everybody to have their own copy because The one had, that she signed. Yes. Okay. Uh, prenup and then and then his will too. I had okay. his will too yeah. because I because yeah. I wanted everybody to go. Listen, we don't have to argue. Here's what Dad wanted. Right. Yeah, uh, and he was good enough to do that. So uh, and then we did. We went. We stayed up till three in the morning. We did his program. The three of us, my brother, my sister, and I, stayed at Kinkos till like two, three in the morning. It was twenty four hour Kinkos mm -hmm. um, before it became whatever it is now, uh, FedEx. Uh, and we we designed his program. We mm -hmm. picked the poem we wanted. 
we we wrote we sort of paragraphed and we did it together and because of that it really when we got when we so then the next day we get we get his funeral plan we got the day it's gonna we start we do all this stuff the next day we told his 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 wife pat that we would meet her at the house so she shows up at the house for the second day and she goes all right so i want you know you guys if there's something if there's one or two things you guys want you guys can go through the house and i go well I go. That's really not going to happen. And we all kind of went. Yeah. Put yeah. Our, and, we, and, we, <laughs> and we put our we put our thing on the table. And I was like, I was going through this, and the only thing you get is the wash and the mat. She goes, What? What? I go. Well, here's your copy, and I handed her a copy. I go. If you look what you signed, I go. This is. Did she forget yeah. that she signed it? She, she was hoping maybe know they we knew, knew about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's not like his dad hired lawyers and had right. you know. Right. It was. Right. But my dad had been. You got to remember, a man with six divorces or five divorces, and this new one this he, he yeah, was he like he's he like right. motherfucker yeah. we're yeah. getting this right yeah so she just and kathy was there too because i want kathy to be there because i did i just want i didn't want her to uncork i wanted like a like a like a you know the matriarch of our family front, yeah. yeah and man it she just crumbled she was so fucking mad um, like, and i want the dryer yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 she was like i'll pick it up she did the next day she got that dryer she and that did? balance went got yo it's gone she's getting what she wanted so now the weird part about how this works is that so that was good and that unified um, my sister and my brother and I and you know Kathy in a way, and then what happened was David wasn't my dad's actual son and biological. he biological son and he didn't put anything in the will for David. So I told I called and I said to my sister I go I go we need to figure this out. It's great and she goes nothing nothing he gets nothing. She'd already added up her half. Oh. And, and, and so she, so David, so I ended up, I had the TV show and stuff. So I gave him, I gave him some stuff. I mean, again, yeah, yeah. And you know, I gave him a truck and some stuff, but, but it wasn't, he, he. So that activated stuff in him. Yes. He never felt like, yes, yes. And so I, I kind of still have a regret about that, but that's the aftermath in that sense. And then there's stuff that happens all the time. Like the infighting with the family is one thing. Did you, you had someone die recently in your family, right? Yeah, a couple of years ago, my dad passed away. Right. And um, it was the same exact thing. There was no, he didn't plan for it. There was no documentation about what to do with the house and what to do with all the things in the house and everything. So we had to rally together. Luckily, we're, most of us are sane. And that's noted for the court. That's noted for the court, by the way. Vagaries. Exactly. <laughs> Most of us are saying noted for the court. He said everybody was saying motivated. Name nobody specific who wasn't saying. This is just generic. Just, exactly. Just, right. Making it up. And um we you know got together and it was we had to get, you know, get on the phone every month and start to kind of figure out, have a spreadsheet and who's gonna get what and how are we gonna coordinate people showing up to the house and you know somebody's going to go in on Tuesday night and then this person and let's just divvy up all the yeah. responsibilities who's going to do the headstone who's going to handle this and who's going it was it probably took us uh it feels like a year it feels like a year to just handle everything yeah and it's... during the whole time i discovered that i was the one person who like I don't know, i'm sure you you guys know that from the uh, our other podcast my how abusive my father he was an yeah, yeah, alcoholic yeah. and he was abusive yeah from when i was young so he my he wasn't my anchor yeah. I, my anchor was gone 
right? Okay. So when he passed away, I was just like, yeah, f- fine. I had that about mom. For yeah, right, for uh, my other siblings, he he was, oh, and shit. I had no idea. And Wait, he out. was nice to your siblings. Are you the uh, oldest? I'm the second oldest, but I'm the oldest male. Uh, uh, so so, yeah, so okay, you got, I got the I got the. He got of it. better after you. Yeah, I think he got alcohol. Weakened his tolerance. Maybe. You know, after decades, I think. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It took like a couple more cases of beer per so, day. Wow. To, so yeah. they're so they were emotional and upset, and you just wanted to handle things and move on. Yeah, I I showed up to the funeral and they were just bawling and I, and I was kind of in shock. I was because all this time we had all shared war stories yeah. of him. So nobody was like, you know, oh my God, he's my shining light. He's my, he's my hanker. And I was just like, that happens at funerals too, though. Sometimes people, it's weird, man. There's a theatrical element I've noticed to people yes. at funerals that yes. you go, you seem to be full of shit right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. we've been talking about this for two decades. Yeah. You trying now, to get the house. And now you're up there talking about like you you were the big, biggest, they were the, my touchstone for life. And yeah, yeah we, you you wouldn't even come home for Christmas. We the haven't fuck, seen you in five years. Yeah, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And and that's that was the weird part about... Um, uh, again, vagaries, but there's there's something about some stuff that happened there in my dad's funeral that I was like, I what? Well, we could go. I you said he was a fucking dead. I bag. keep thinking. I quote. Here, I, I wish he was fucking dead. Remember yeah. that? Remember you saying that? <laughs> Today he is. Also, that, like how people felt about them. Like my uncle Wayne passed away. That was my first major death. My dad's little brother. Just to fast forward, my uncle was in the closet. He was gay, mm. and in hindsight quite clearly gay um always i say it in my new hindsight. show <laughs> Owned beautiful- you're not the hindsight with gay i got my decorating taste from hindsight. him he always had the most beautiful homes i say this in my show with white carpet and marble and crystal everywhere he had crystal decanters with she was like liberace then- yes yeah, exactly <laughs> and yeah. he always owned those homes with his best buddy guy friends who always oh. left town when my family and all had the same mustache one yes. of the houses he had the guy he owned it with I'll died of Mercury AIDS Mercury. in 1993. So really in hindsight, mm-hmm. I think he might have been gay. Maybe, um, maybe. But my, I guess my dad and my grandmother would not have been okay with that. So my Uncle Wayne passes away and that ended up being a carnival of stuff as well. And people taking things that weren't theirs and going back early with a U-Haul and removing packed up boxes that were my dad. Yeah. It's a, a whole lot of carnival things lot of, in there. Like a, not a, not the most fun carnival I've ever been to. Um, but my uncle, uh, my grandfather, we called him uncle James because he was a step grandfather. So yeah. when I was born, they were already uncle, calling him maybe. uncle James. He uh, would have been the stepfather of my uncle and my dad. He's walking around at the the wake and before the funeral, like grabbing me by the arm and getting right in my face and saying, are you saved because Wayne lived a life of sin? And I'm oh, thinking no. my Uncle Wayne was like the best. Nice guy. He built houses for Habitat for Humanities. Like my uncle made a difference in people's lives. So he's going around doing this, talking about sin. Well, then they don't let anybody speak at the service my um my father and my grandfather 
they have the very Southern Baptist old creepy preacher guy preach on living a life of sin and how you won't go to heaven. That's his service. And this then they service. hit play on a canned karaoke machine song, like gospel. Did the donation basket go around too? Yeah, yes. What? Yes. And they took, yes. And did an me. altar call at my uncle's service. My uncle okay. had so many people whose wow. lives he had affected because he gave his time, like I said, right. to different charities, helped people that all- He was gay Jimmy Carter, let's yes, be honest. All of them ended up holding a different service after that because everyone was so heartbroken at how it went. It yeah, was oh the God. most horrible thing I wow. have ever so encountered. So it was like, fuck this. We got to do a, an actual one. I don't know well, what the fuck this was. And the thing is that people think that they they do it. So that's what happens in the aftermath is people do the service for them. And it's really kind of fun. But when we did dad's funeral, we, it was so weird, man. Again, everybody puts on this thing. I I said, you know, our, our father, my, my they, they agreed that, look, dad was wild. He was, he was nuts. He was yeah. fun. He was funny. He was crazy. Yeah. He was harsh. Mm -hmm. And so we, and then, oh, so Shannon wanted him, my, my lovely sister wanted him. He, she, I want the open casket. And I was like, no. She's yeah. like, yes. And no. Yes. And then That's, Pat said she wanted thing. it. Yeah. And by the way, open casket people, just if you haven't been through a funeral, haven't seen this, <sighs> what happens is the person's skull face face starts to slide up their skull mm -hmm. so it's it's yeah. just gravity pulling down there's no muscles to hold it anymore so it's just they don't it's a, look it's like, a madame tussauds i will body. say this though grandma looked like grandma after you guys fixed her <laughs> well so who would have ever thought right we'll be right back but you need to know this episode is brought to you by hello, hello fresh. fresh yes HelloFresh is a very close personal friend of ours. It really is. We've hung out with HelloFresh for a couple we of years. We really now. have. Uh, they have not let us down Never, yet. I once. always, in any relationship, expect them to let me down. Uh, whether so, HelloFresh is a um, meal delivery service, service yep. but it's a but you cook the meal, and they show you exactly how to cook the meal. Um, you don't have to leave your house. Nope. It comes to your door, and it's fresh, seasonal ingredients separated. Each recipe is in its own bag. You have the you get the recipe card too. You actually yep. they run you through everything. You got you basically have all the exact amount of ingredients. And I will say this: follow the recipe. Every time we have it, there's not one. Okay, so we've had what, maybe 30 or 40 different entrees from that? At least, yeah. So, and okay, I always say this you, it makes you look at the food. You take a bite and you go, what? Yeah, exactly. Man, we have had some stuff, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. So you can stuff that I didn't. You think can was pick something. how many meals a day and for a week, and how many people. And so we often will do the for four people. <laughs> so we have leftovers, and then we eat it all. And then every it doesn't time. make it to the next. There's day. no leftovers, but it is. You sometimes you can pick your meals every week. Their right. website, you can go look at them, click, read about them, full color, and um, or you can let them pick, which we've done a lot because I forget. And sometimes I'll get the recipe card and I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. And every single time yep. it is insane. We have had insane chicken, insane burgers and lettuce and wraps. Chicken with the, those lettuce wrap things that were oh. like, they, they taste like cheeseburgers with no bun. It was amazing. And it teaches you how to cook. So I zest citrus now people that's i'm a zester so just go to hellofresh.com slash dead free and use code knock'em dead free for free breakfast for life one breakfast item per box 
while your subscription is active. That's insanely awesome. That's free breakfast for life, you guys, at HelloFresh.com slash free and use promo code KNOCKEMDEADFREE. That's K-N-O-C-K-E-M-D-E-A-D, free, babies. Yeah. So my grandma, she wore, um, it was called like rushing crimsons, day all day Revlon lipstick. Grandma always had red bright lips, red. bright red. And she had her eyebrows tattooed on and her eyeliner tattooed on, but only underneath. I don't know. But she was beautiful. And that was grandma's signature, those red lips. Yep. And I sent that red lipstick, my sister and I did, to the funeral home. And she actually looked quite beautiful, um, but they did not use grandma's red lip stuff. They used this like coral color. So we're all in the receiving line at the wake where people are coming through because they wanted an open casket. And grandma's hair was a little bubble. It was a little tight, too tight bubble. Um, it was like when she'd come home from the beauty parlor and I'd be like, you need to tease that out a little bit because you look like you have a little art Garfunkel <laughs> and she would laugh. So I, our friend, Miss Judy, she goes, I guess, and asks them what happened to her lips. Cause everyone's going, what's up with her lips? That doesn't look like. So I look across the funeral, the room and the funeral director is standing there holding this wand going like that waving it at me and i go should i do this now should i do this so some of my family members there was a group man this was a gang of a gang of women went over women and made created kind of a barrier about... i never thought i would it was a makeover my grandma in coffin makeover she was <laughs> and you guys need to know she's my best friend yep. she and i there was not a lot much left unsaid and I they knew like, how important fix this. this would be to her. Yep. The woman, the Friday before she passed away, she was nearly nonverbal and could barely walk, went to the beauty parlor to get her hair blown, washed and blown out. That was grandma. So this was very important. So I got that lipstick and I fixed her lip stuff. And uh, one of my cousins, I said, fix her hair. So she was like, are you sure? So she just started doing this with grandma's hair, fluffed it. And she looked like grandma and nobody knows this, but I ended up tucking that forever crimson into her little suit pocket oh, and sent her to Jesus nice, with her red lipstick. Oh, that's a nice little. With my father, we uh, put a, uh, one of his friends put a six pack of beer uh -huh. <laughs> and the... another in the, ca in the casket and another one put uh, a roll of duct tape because oh, we used to joke all the time about he would hold everything. Yeah. Um, we told stories so how did you describe it you said that when people are dead the open casket it, it's some it's how do we make this more horrifying yeah how let yeah. me see he's already dead how do we really scare the shit out of everybody and make yeah. us i want my last memory of this person to be horror to look like they're 3d printed and then everyone's like he he looks great he looks great and that's no. weird he's too dead. When yeah. he's actually dead that. he doesn't look good Anything would look great for dead, right? right? Like any amount of lipstick yeah, or if whatever. You, if your arms are still attached. Yeah, yeah, not a zombie. All right. My grandfather's funeral was what? Three days after he passed away in a really horrifying way from dementia. And he starved to death, right? And thirsted to death. And uh, my grandma, they were married for 55 years. She walked right up to him, leaned over and kissed him on the lips. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just how she was business, very functional. And I said something to her about it later. And she said, well, of course I kissed him. He's the love of my life. Aww. Yeah. So she was 
Nothing was Period. wrong. Just yeah. cleared it up. <laughs> I cleared that shit up right there. But also people should say cremation, burial, yeah. open casket. No open casket because is it, always my vote. Because here's the thing. Now people are arguing about you in an argument you can't be part of. Yeah. So you can't even stop and go, guys, yeah. so make sure you write this. Just write it down. Guys, you're not bringing death to you. Death is death. You know, you, yeah. you're going to go when you're going to go. But it's so better. If, if you want to, if you love your family, make the aftermath a lot less uh, of an aftermath and more of a celebration of you. That's what I want to do with yes. dad. I told everybody, I said, listen, uh, I go, he would not like, and I told him the story that he told me. My dad said for many years, I want to be, he goes, I don't care what you put me in. I'm dead. He goes, I want to be a cremated, but during the service, I want you to put me in a, in a cardboard box and put it on the floor. Um, and he goes, and anybody who I've made mad in my life, they can walk up and take a piss right on me. And he said, then have a service, make it funny. And then at the end, he goes, I'm going to be cremated. Then I want you to take the ashes, put them in a douche bottle, find a hooker and run me through one more time. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> as in, as in, so that's better people, than a life. So many people go, that's, that's horrifyingly it's cool. so beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you look at how my uncle's service happened. That was like one of the most horrifying things that I've yeah. ever experienced. Yeah. And for who he was in life. And then hundreds of people after that did a celebration of his life because everyone was just as traumatized yeah. by my dad and my grandfather's homophobia, that yeah. it was worth it to them to create this situation for his, this was his great send off. And he was such a class act. He would have been horrified oh by that preacher God. and the music and the, all of it. It was just like, it was, it was not, it yeah. was not great. And I had been kind of edged out of that yeah. at that time. My, um, my dad, uh, his wife at that time did not want me to be part of much. And so I was several rows back with my mm -hmm. sister and my mom came, which also didn't make anybody happy. And, um, after that, when we got ready to go to the actual graveside service, I had had it like, I'm not, you're not going to keep me out of this. So I got out <laughs> and they all got in the limo and stuff. And I ended up getting out. <laughs> my sister's driving my uncle's car. She floors it and I get out and I stop traffic and I start directing and I get my brother in and I get my sister and uh, me in and we, I made us the front of the funeral procession because nice. he liked us better. Yeah. But also, you guys are being assholes, so I'm going to be an asshole too. That's another weird thing. There's this, there's this, um, there's a thing about funerals that people really make it about them in the aftermath. Mm -hmm. Like it's, yeah, hundred percent. Like they're important. Yes. Like uh, dad's la when dad died, his wife, she, she, she's. I'm going to be sitting in the front row with my, with all my people. Well. So here's what happened. Okay. Everybody knew this woman and we're like, we don't like this woman. We don't know what they, they told my dad. I, I said something about that I never said. I go, dad, you've been divorced five times. This one ain't your fault. <laughs> Every All the rest of them, I said, these were your fault. Yeah. So she had the front row. She had the front row right by the preacher. Up front, and sat next to, I think, when her, her niece or something was there. And everybody, then it was that was me, Shannon, David, uh, and uh, on our side. And Everybody sat behind us. There was nobody on her side of the church. So the entire they, they, they chose to like, nah, fuck that bitch. We're going to sit over here. Um, but to be clear, on the other side of the church were all of his ex-girlfriends. Oh, they all showed the up. The women he slept with sitting together. Talking about how, oh, he, Kenny was so amazing. He was so charming. But God, he could be an asshole. But you know what? They, that's what they all do. Oh, all yeah. the ones I've met. It's, it's weird. the weirdest oh, thing. Weird. It's like how she talks about me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, let's just be honest. She's like the whole gaggle. She knows one. I'm being right. Yeah. Um, my mom, I wrote, my mom was a very funny, full of life, dancing in public, singing in public, redheaded ball of fire artist. Yep. And so, and she and I got through her whole sickness. I took care of her and we got through it by laughing that we laughed our way through it. And so I wrote stand up for her service. Mm -hmm. I did for my grandfather as well and uh, killed. And um, that's a that's a performer. He told me because you got to stop saying you killed <laughs> at the funeral. But I had people there in North Carolina coming up to me, old people from the church going, I want you to do my service. Um, and that's think, what just so then you, I wrote before moms you, before you finish up, see how people reacted to it. Like, don't it doesn't have to be solemn or yeah. brutal. Well, or yes, well, I did stand up for moms and then found out later that my uncle was upset of the way that I had done it. And I just think like, you know, people, he, he and I ended up having a conversation about it actually, but um, because what he, he thought it should be solemn and sad and reverent, but I knew my mom better. You know, I was closer to my mom. I knew what my mom wanted and I knew how to most efficient, not efficiently, but to honor her. I knew how to do that. And I knew I did that. It sounds like a good business idea to be to Comedians offer that, that as a service at, at funerals. Yeah, even if even just like the minute. even just the writing part of it. If you could just yes. go, hey, if you really want to thread that's, the line of yeah, tell us a few things about him, and we'll send right. you. Do me a favor, you write everything you want. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. We'll punch, punch it, it up a little yeah, exactly. bit, and then send it back to you, and you can practice. It. I didn't even think about that because we here's what happened with that. I had people at dad service. My sister slayed. She did this the funniest thing. I I did it. I I killed. And then we had okay. So we were killing. We were like like we were after um, the first thing that happened was my uncle, uh, who who thought he was going to be a preacher. He he ran for Congress years ago in, in Utah with Warren Hatch, and then he walked. So it's like it's very solemn. I I made the music. I was like, no, nope, you can't play this. Pat picked some weird, yeah. some over the top yeah. stuff. that dad would have been like, the fuck is that? Literally. Yeah. So. My uncle Les gets up and starts to talk and he does this really long, I may have talked about this. I don't think I've talked about it. Have I talked about it on this yet? He does it starts doing the speech. But the last time I saw Kenny, I was driving in from Utah and uh, on the way in my drive, I saw a woman. I pulled over to help her. I pulled over to help her and uh, and I got out to help her. And, and when I got to help her, I, she, she opened her door and it hit me in the face. And she goes, and I, my head started bleeding. And then she goes, uh, and then, uh, and then for some reason she thought I was going to molest her or something. And now, now we're in the funeral. And wait, he's talking about molestation. Wait, wait. And he, oh, he goes, no. he goes, he's and then bleeding. now we he goes, know he's bleeding. And, and then, yeah. and then he goes, my shirt got ripped. He goes, and then these two Hold guys on. pulled over. <laughs> stop, then stop, stop. And then these two guys pulled over and, and did you of, murder the deceased here? All of a sudden I had to fight them. <laughs> and he goes, I got in a fight with these two guys. My shirt erupted. And he goes, and I goes, and I he goes, this finally ended. And he goes, I drove to Kenny's house and I knocked on his door and he wouldn't let me in. And that was the last time I saw my brother. And I was like, and and, <laughs> and, and, and you remember everybody. So the show was on at the time when dad died in 2001. Everybody was there. Like the Jack and Brian were there. Stacy? Uh, St Keech, no, Keach didn't go, but Keach, Keach wrote uh, my dad's but obituary. He, he ended up for at Time Kathy's magazine. house for something. She always mm, talks about no. it, that Stacy came to her house to. Why was no one calling the police during so, this? So anyway, uh, so he, but he did write a big thing for, and it ended up in USA Today about my dad. Which, oh. is, which is really cool. So at one point I turn around, I look at Jack and I, and I go, and he goes, 
<laughs> and then because because you got to remember my if you looked at the TV show everybody I thought these stories were crazy yeah and then they see my uncle do this at my dad's funeral they're like oh yeah and and then at one point my sister looks back at me and I looked at my uncle this went on forever he kept telling the story his and alibi I, and I finally looked at him and I just went yeah <laughs> yeah I gave my uncle the rap, rap sign at my dad yeah well, I, we had the same thing but I heard my dad just so you know we were talking about this whole thing we're gonna do a whole other episode about this I way. had a moment while he was doing it I'm stunned I don't know what to do because it's funeral what do you do I hear I'm standing on the end because me and my sister were going up and and I hear my dad's voice right here go the fuck is he talking about mm -hmm. We're going to do a whole other episode. I was going to combine that into this one, but there's so much because yeah. I've had a lot of experiences yeah. like that now too. Yeah. So what happened at your, you I'm said- I'm debating if I should even, yeah, yeah, go, I should even go into See, detail. See, I'm the same because people over. are Man. alive. Go ahead. Yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, oh, uncle, I keep my getting dead. phone calls. We, my uncle's dead, but I talked about it to him, to his face. After oh, it. his uncle. And we're going to tell part two of that story before we go. But his uncle, part 1B, is he performed that show where he told that story about his uncle giving a rape I did alibi. A, I did a bit one of my one of my shows. And he didn't know he was in Salt Lake City. Uncle Les was in the back of the room watching I, him I do the bit. With, I slay with that story. I get off stage, my <laughs> uncle's going, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh my God. I go, I go, you saw that story? He goes, yeah, man, that was a weird day because I was just out of my mind. I don't know what's going on that oh, day. Okay. Wait, never. Did he say he made it up? Never addressed it. No, no he never what addressed it. But there's a part two of Uncle Les he after you say yours. Good. It's whatever so you, it's, this is so, just like you said, people get that's so weird at these things. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. They yes. turn into different people. Yes, yes, well, yes. And, and the thing is, I noticed if I just focused on my dad, like they're, what was yeah. my dad? They're yeah. often trying to cover the fact that they didn't show up, the fact that they didn't help out. They're covering their guilt, their inadequacies. Yeah. It's not about that yeah. person that passed away. Right. So at the end of my dad's funeral, you know, all the seating was a thing. Everybody, it's, it's important yes. where certain people yes. sit. You know, it's like a fucking weird hierarchy. Yeah, <laughs> what the yeah fuck? exactly. Everyone's like, well, no, I'm center seat. Yeah. I'm more important. I than love dying. me more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the weirdest. Yeah, and everybody, so at at, at his, all the, his kids, I'm one of six, which is a whole nother podcast. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's just fucking, you know, now it's time six everything. Everybody had a rose. And we were all in a line and everybody at the very end when we were exiting the thing, everybody gets up one at a time, goes to the casket, lays the rose down. It's a, it's a rose for my phone. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because right. your dad was big into <laughs> yeah, roses. Yeah. And, everybody, <laughs> yeah. and everybody had something to say, you know. And my one of my siblings uh, gets up and decides to take this opportunity to talk about yeah, here we go. how she's single and she she modeled her her dates on her on my dad and she's still single and she's so sad that he's gone and it almost like turned into like he was like her date it was the weirdest <laughs> like oh god yeah so my other brother who's next in line had to do the not only did he have to wrap it up he fucking pulled like an apollo theater with a fucking cane and was just like, okay, we're gonna stop right here. <laughs> Grabs her like this, and he puts his down, and he's like, okay, and he like shuffled her off because it got weird. <laughs> he became Sandman at the Avanti, sweeping her off. <laughs> but, but it's it's so it sounded like she was single because he was gone because she like 
they made it look like she, she was like his shining. Man. She lost her man. And that was the man in her life. That was the man in her life. And I think those are actually actual words. Oh, oh, oh. God. It was so weird. Yeah. That, oh, but my that, God. But, but everybody gets weird. And then we had the other, the other side of it is that the people that – it's so fun. I find that the people that purely loved my dad, Bob Marshall, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, got up and he told the fucking funniest story. We ended up, when it ended up in the show, the story they were – they would go to this party at Lake Shasta and he would – and this is what – this is why I, I don't never want to celebrate. And there's people that want to get grievances out to you. There's people that oh, at a yes, funeral yeah. will be like, you know what he did to me? Whoa, 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 My sister actually said at my grandma's funeral – just this a few months ago to my grandma's church. Uh, I think we all know that my mom, how did she say it? About my mother who's marriage, been marriage. dead for six years. My like mother marriage, uh, wasn't really good at love and was married a bunch of times. Something, like something where I was like, ha, what? Ha. But why? Yeah. But, but, about but, but. my mom at my grandmother's funeral in front of all the people at my, and I don't know, I don't know why, but I was kind of, I like, I think I might've almost like made him bleed. I jabbed him so hard. Like my mom would have died all over And again. I did, I went. <laughs> <laughs> but, you just never know what's gonna come out when people are upset. Yeah, related or know? not. So yeah. the funerals we've been through, I would give people advice on this. I would say, um, it really may, you have to, it's, it's I had the same way I feel about weddings. When we got married, I was like, everybody who's had an opinion, I go, it's Rachel's day. I go, no matter what, this is her princess day. I don't give a shit what you want. Whatever she wants is what's going to happen. If she wants what you want, that's fine. But she decides first. And I told everybody, I put, I put a kibosh on it. Also at the funeral, same thing. You go, this, we're celebrating their life. That's what you tell people. And we're not going to celebrate your life. Whatever problems you have, you didn't deal with them while he was here. You're not going to mm -hmm. deal with him mm -hmm. while he's dead. Yeah. You can deal with him by yourself later. Yeah. We are going to celebrate mom or dad's life. That's what you do. And what we did is I is, is that Shannon rocked it. And then Bob Marshall got up the story. It ended up in the story. He got up and told the story. They went to Lake Shasta. They used to party all night on this houseboat. My dad gets up in the middle of the night drunk, pees off the top of the houseboat. They used to just pee into the water off the top of the houseboat. He does this three times at night because he's been drinking. He peed into the driver's seat of his own boat that was, that was tied up next to the houseboat. Three times. It did. It was white. It did look like a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> so but to I, his credit. But that's who my dad was. And and, it, and the people that, it's funny because you really get in a funeral. Uh, and it was the same with mom's funeral too. You have be as authentic about the person as possible because what happened is that person was always that person. And everybody, it, there is a sense of relief. Like stories you told about mom, the grandma too. There's a sense of. Oh, right. That's our person. Because a lot of people can't get up and speak. You got to laugh about it. Grandma was, my grandma was, she's been gone four months now, I think. And um, she was such a, she and I, that's all we did was laugh. Like she would come stay with us and just let loose. We would laugh and laugh. And so I was sitting next to her. She had a recliner next to her recliner. And that's where we always sat and watched Hallmark and ate fattening food and laughed. And she said she knew she was dying. She wanted me to write her eulogy. Mm -hmm. um, was it her eulogy or no, no, her um, for the thing, obituary. For the, paper, for the paper. She wanted oh, me to bit. write yeah, her yeah, obituary yeah. because she wanted to read it before, <laughs> you know? I love that. 
And I got to church, right. <laughs> so, but that was grandma. Grandma had yeah. planned out her whole funeral service. And throughout her later years, people would die and get crossed off and more people would get put in who was singing, who was playing the piano. I mean, she told us, I think I've said this before, but she told us in Scotland that she, she said, I got to update that, but I'm afraid to do it because I've killed three preachers. <laughs> and so one person from the family was in to sing and then she was out, crossed off. Grandma actually called her to tell her to sing before she passed away, then called her back and said, you're not singing. That was grandma. She laid things out and that was helpful. <laughs> but she said to me- Uncomfortable at the funeral, but helpful. It was, uh, but she said to me, uh, I want you to write my obituary and I'd love to read it before I go. What and an I, honor, what an honor. Right, right. so right. I, of course, don't take it like an honor. I take it as an opportunity to make her laugh. And I actually typed this up and print it out because I said, does, I go, Grandma, does it cost per line? And she goes, well, yes. I said, well, what does it cost per line? And she goes, well, what? You want me to leave you some money to pay for it too? And I go, <laughs> well, look, I don't want to get into too many lines because, and she laughs and we move on. I type up and print up at her house and I still have it. I carry it around with me in my in my iPad case. Uh, it says, Jean Lawrence died. She was loved and <laughs> loved has a dash and it's cut off because I don't want to go to a new line. <laughs> it's one line long. And I tell her the next day, I said, Grandma, I wrote it and I just want you to, and she said, honey, thank you so much. And she's very like ready mm -hmm. to be adored and have mm -hmm. this beautiful thing. And she <laughs> goes, Jane Lawrence died. She was, look. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, and then she goes <laughs> she loses it. She loses That's it. That's great. She really got it. Oh, she, we laughed about that. You know, my, my blessing for her was that she was cognizant, she was, she was grandma all the way to the to the end, man. She never, she didn't lose her ability to laugh and joke, and, and so so I again I'll say this, people, this this draw. Look, someone's gonna die in your family. People are gonna get together. It's gonna get weird. Trust me, it just gets weird. It's it's mm -hmm. something. No matter how much you think it yeah, won't. Yeah, yeah. It's something that it's impossible for all of us, and we all get yeah. weird. I I locked it down. I'm I'm just gonna beat this bitch that want to take my dad's mm -hmm. stuff. I I you know we I had a plan. I was like, um, and so I got weird in my own way. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, me too. But when it came to the, the funeral, just keep reminding everybody around you that hey, we're here to celebrate them. We're here to celebrate yeah. them. Yeah, this is and not an intervention for yeah, you yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. You you know, resolve fixed, your issues. Yeah, or like, or how much stuff? Like people got so fucking weird about stuff. Yeah, you know, and they, people and, get very weird about stuff. And I've had people in the past that uh, I've, I've heard about there, and they were like, "Man, you know, and he, he didn't leave me anything." And at one point, I want to go. Well, you're supposed to handle your shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're supposed thing. to get your stuff. I have no attachment like um to stuff like with my dad with my mom with my grandma like and and i and you're right i do see that my go-to is to lock it down and do what's right and do what grandma asked me to do and do it the way she wanted it done and so i started before i left i my sister and I, we cleaned out her house completely. I mean, we gave everything to my cousins and stuff, but I mean like, and I can see, I certainly heard through the grapevine that some of my family was like, she's not even, you know, cold in the ground yet. 
And it was because she told me what she wanted and I was going to get it done for her. Right. Well, I can see that to other people that looks harsh. It looks, you know, I didn't even think about that because I remember being there and we were just trying to make sure that everything was done what grandma wanted. But I, I guess I got and back, that I didn't leave everybody with everything, all that work to do and stuff. Yeah, like that, that we we had to come back to L.A. after the funeral and we had I stayed for a couple. I stayed for two and a half weeks after. It was that um, she and I had had conversations. She told me what she wanted. She knew I would carry it out. And so I did, but I can see how that would have looked. That whole, the whole thing was, um, I my family was upset because my grandma had changed her will and hadn't told anyone. Um, certainly might've softened all of that had she let people know, but that was her choice. Um, and even just like really surreal stuff that happened. Um, <laughs> I won't go into it too much now, but I am going to do a whole comedy special about it yeah. next. Um, my sister ended up finding some things that showed that family members were saying some really heinous and awful things about me. Wow. And about her. And I was in that house for two months taking care of her mostly by myself. My sister came the second month. Damn, and, yeah, that happens. Fuck. And even my kindergarten teacher, who, and they can't all be heroes, folks. I <laughs> thought some of them just are petty, insecure, short yeah. people, yeah. bitter. So I introduced my kindergarten teacher to my uncle Philip as this hero my whole life i've always thought she was a hero mm -hmm. sure kindergarten she taught yeah. me you know and uh my sister ended up finding some stuff where my kindergarten teacher was part of that as well with family members and she, she'll be don't worry well, she'll be in the next special but it was it was just sort of like what in the hell is going on like everybody's shit is operating inside yeah. of this that's you know? the one thing it will it will bring it will bring everybody's shit to the to start floating your and shit everybody's yeah, shit floats exactly. to the top man and it can become a little like a civil war like certain <laughs> yeah. oh, like yes. siblings yeah. will pair oh, yes. off and they'll oh, be yes. and, and i think plotting like, against uh -huh. other ones uh -huh. and when that happens people i think the best thing to do is go hey hey, hey we're all upset we're all we, we all miss them we're all upset about this let's most just, of you are upset so let's yeah, get right. except for can. Some of you just like, want what the, what? stuff. I'm ordering pizza. What is yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is that like there is, and also when you, if you're going to fight over stuff, you have to remember, well, did this person want this? To me, at one point, I'm like, ah, you keep it. Fine, fine. Oh, I, you know what? I love the, um, you know, when we went through it, everyone's like, I want the fill in the blank because when this one time, we had a conversation and and it really touched my heart that this 65 mustang um uh -huh. was really oh, oh, i'm sorry okay. wait what the bullet <laughs> mustang that's worth 140 grand that one exactly <laughs> the uh you know the 67 gto it was really we had or, a moment what, uh he told me he wanted me to have it. yeah we had some yeah, of that and it, right and we're where like, did he write that down but it's that was not a... in the there's no no but he wanted me to have it yeah how many beers after we often discussed it oh, but well, he didn't we... tell us right he so... didn't tell any of us gotcha. yeah gotcha, it's gotcha. very um it he... i gave his cars away i gave his shannon got a car i gave david a car uh you know we 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 made his tools i took there was some tools that he'd made like he'd made Ooh, wow. my dad 
because he would like he worked on so much shit he and he was a caveman yeah yeah he was a cave he so, kind of so, created um so i grabbed these two i decided i said i have my own That's tools cool i just want these well, two yeah. things stuff to away. like because yeah and then um i'm yeah. sorry pause yeah, pause. yeah. So when I got divorced, my uh, ex came in. I had a I had a four car garage at the house we had that was just it would pat, this craftsman and give me this uh, no sorry snap on it give me these tool cabinets that were tall and yeah. I, I had nice there was a motor that was worth thirty six grand and fifty eight thousand dollars worth of tools plus all the wheels for Corvettes and stuff and she let her family come down and they just got it, took it. but all he ever That's talked about was me. none of that was yeah. those tools that were his dad that he had your made and he put, he put me tools he'd put KT in them he'd actually took it a little one of those Dremel tools and put KT in them is there any way to track down who has them no, we tried in court for years and it was just never a that's all that is evil level like dark soul i like that none of the other stuff yeah like really now like now you're in <laughs> you've seen the show and now you're in yeah okay. right <laughs> that, that wait so... the tools no <laughs> it's so personal to yeah. your to your yeah. lineage in the garage with them mm -hmm. they'll using those tools. like yeah. it's not just like you know little things that you owned or things that it's something that was passed down from your yeah. dad and that, he made it's and that's um, what i find my mom's paintings when my mom's right. paintings finally came to our home, I just sat down and sobbed because of everything, money, jewelry, money spent, whatever these paintings coming home to me, it, it is, I would give everything else up, but keep these paintings. And they it's split, her. And they split them up. You guys, yeah. you guys were, you guys are very good at doing that. And I think that makes my sister Here, was awesome. Here's the problem, that. guys. Uh, it, when when there is a a splitting of the goods, we'll call it. You know, the 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 the, uh, distribu the distribution of the goods. Be very clear that what you do in that, what you do with that, will actually affect the rest of your life with your siblings mm -hmm. and the people in your family. Mm -hmm. If you're an asshole, if you're an asshole and demanding, and you guys can't work it out you're going to take love out of your yes. life that the person who died would not have wanted to happen. No. The last thing that person wants. So fuck it. Fuck it. Keep my the house. My sister and fuck I. Fuck it. Keep the car. What? Okay. Okay. My mom originally had three storage units and all of her paintings, large scale paintings that had come home from Kuwait and everything, everything was in there. We're down to half of one now. So we have made great headway, but my sister and I went there and my brother opted not to come and we sat there and every year we'd go to the beach house there and so randy my stepdad or my mom would slide the box of booze that we bought from aunt mm -hmm. kathy's purple drinks or whatever inside the door and lock it because grandma didn't want it in her house and she had she was already hiding so much chardonnay <laughs> 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 underneath the pantry that she had no room so um, my sister and i sat there for what how long a week and it was so heart-wrenching. One storage unit was our childhood before she went to the Middle East. Mm. One storage unit was the Middle East and one was after. And it was a catalog of her life, our mm. lives and her lives. And we sat day after day after day, just swigging straight out of the liquor bottles of nasty, like orange mandarin vodka and pineapple rum and crap we would never touch. And... Um, even the preacher's wife, Miss Judy, who's a longtime family friend, showed up to get something we were going to give her. And my sister was so past it. She was just standing there holding the bottle and Miss Judy's talking and my sister just swigs from it. And I just lost it. We were laughing so hard. But it was it was 
horrible. But my sister and I, I feel like we did that hard thing together. We navigated it and we really did split things up in a fair mm -hmm. way. My brother later said, I don't care as much about stuff mm -hmm. as the two of you do. That's why I didn't yeah. come. Now, that's not true. That's not why he did. But a come. great backhanded insult. But a great, yeah, <laughs> to make yourself <laughs> above it all. And I said to him, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's a horrible thing that we did. Mm -hmm. It was, we both got sick. It was sobbing. It was heartbreak. It was devastation. And we could have used, I said, a third person to help shoulder that pain. Mm -hmm. That's Especially what it's about. Especially as funny about. as he is. Oh, gosh. So that's, that's what I'm saying is that like that, so that was it's listen it's going to be hard either way mm -hmm. it's going to be hard if someone dies that every that a bunch of people love and that family comes together it's going to be hard yeah so you got a couple of choices there you can you guys get together and you celebrate that person's life together mm -hmm. you figure out you you are very everyone's what would they have want don't fight over shit don't fight over shit because look at look at we got money for my dad we sold his house you know had we not sold his house it's worth it's worth like six hundred thousand dollars more than it was and you, you, so you, if you think like that, how much did you really love that person? Like right. if you, if you're thinking like that, right. how much did you really love that person? Well, that's the key. So the reality what would is, they have wanted? I was just, well, but I was also saying that you want to heal yourself, get together and grieve together. Yeah. It could be a, a unifying thing. Yes. It can be a unifying thing. If you, if you, if you, yeah. if I've you, never seen one, but it could be a unifying <laughs> thing. Sure. We, it could well, be. we did, you know, we had a common Inspire. enemy. We had a common enemy in Pat right. and that was right. very helpful. Mm -hmm. We had a common enemy, but don't make your family enemy. Like Pat was, <laughs> I'll never forget, man, that woman, you know, uh, when I told him, I, this one isn't you, I go, I'll give you all the other five, hundred percent you, this one, not you. And he just kind of looked at me and she came home one day from the, the day I saw it happen, I saw it happen in front of me. He had four heart attacks. He'd gone to Costco, which is fucking Costco. He'd come home with six bags of groceries with a list of shit that she wanted. And and, and he was loading the refrigerator. And she came home, looks in the fridge. She goes, where's my whatever, Dr. Peppers, whatever. And he goes, they didn't have it. She goes, yes, they did. You just didn't see it. And she yelled at him. And, and, I, and I go, and you know me, I'm not really good at not holding back. And go, hey. This man with four heart attacks just went shopping for you. Mm -hmm. He went shopping. I've never seen him do that in my life. So why don't you back off him? And he just, he kind of turned and my dad never did this. He turned and he walked around the dishwasher and he went to the garage. And she just looked at me stunned. I go, back off him. Yeah, good. That was it. And he needed backup by that point. Yeah, yeah. So How do you yell at somebody for not picking up the thing that you wanted? It was a you motherfucker. You go get it. Sometimes yeah. Costco doesn't have that shit anyway. Yeah. It's like, wait, but she was such yeah, a Yeah, Costco give it and take so it away. So I, I wanted, I always say it was fun to actually, when it was fun to just slap that will on and go, nah, you ain't in this. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, because I did say we were going to do Uncle Les part two. Um, what I love about this ending is that I had always heard this story about Uncle Les. It's in it's his legendary. second special. It's legendary. Aunt Kathy, his dad's little sister, is the nicest person on the planet mm -hmm. and so kind. And so I would always ask her, is that true? And she's not the kind of person to go, yeah, it's true. He's crazy. I think you raped some people. She would just be like, <laughs> like that, right? So Uncle Dennis and Aunt Kathy come. And so Grandma Titus passes away, his grandma his dad's mother. I didn't know she was alive the whole time we were dating and then married because yeah. nobody, yeah, she was in a home and nobody talked about her. Nobody saw her. It's the weirdest family dynamic oh, ever. She was fine. But yes, but she was alive. Apparently I've never met her and she passed away several years ago. 
Kathy and Dennis come to our show. I think we did Santa Cruz and Dennis, I'm talking to them and they say, well, we'll come back to your hotel and have a drink with you. And I said, okay, before, before they drive home. And uh, he goes, we got to tell you guys something. And I'm like, Now when okay. these two, when Kathy and Dennis go, no, we're gonna have to tell you what happened. We're like, yeah. they're, they're, they're great. It's like, it's like when my sister and her husband get together, great storytellers. So I always wondered if it was really as, or if he made it more colorful. Because I'm a comedian. Uncle right. Les, because mm -hmm. he's a comedian. Mm -hmm. So I guess Kathy told Uncle Les uh, he wanted to speak at their mother's funeral. And she told him. She said, you get three minutes. Yeah. Because of my dad, she was like, you get three minutes. You keep going over. You can't do the open mics at the funerals anymore. <laughs> if you don't get the fuck off stage, you're going to get bumped. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. as soon as she says that, Uncle Dennis goes, Chris, he spoke for 22 minutes. I timed it. 22 minutes before she wrapped him at their mother's <laughs> funeral. And now, <laughs> what did he say? So, uh, again, Uncle Les had this weird other life. He was a he was a Mormon, but had this weird like Say other no like he would wreck mm -hmm. cars in the middle of the night. Like he'd be, but yeah. he'd be he'd disappear for three days, and then they he'd balled up his car in the desert. Like it was shit like this all the and time. And he'd go visit in Kathy Ayahuasca. and Dennis at their beautiful home. He would park his car in the driveway, and would sleep in the front seat in their driveway at night. I and then Dennis said he'd bring a plastic grocery bag in in the morning with his toothbrush. He'd walk by him, go into the use the shower hour and then go back out to the car i don't know so <laughs> okay so he gets up and he starts talking about his money he goes you know years ago i was on a mission and i was in, in columbia and i and i got arrested in no wait wait, wait. <laughs> that's what everybody stop. wants to do at the funeral they want to go stop but he goes and i was in the cell and he, <laughs> every word it gets worse <laughs> and he goes i remember being in there and thinking man i don't know how long i'm gonna be here and he goes, so I started counting all the tiles. And he goes, I counted yeah. all the tiles. You're to, thinking took days. I'm thinking it's like an forever. old prison with a mosaic of yeah, some shit. Yeah. Like I would say, like it's like it's like Mary Magdalene, yeah. like right. it, 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 it made out of tile. And he goes, it was 18 by 12. <laughs> so Dennis says he goes on and on about this cell and about the mission trip and all I have this. So many questions. And how what? The so finally, they, Kathy tells us this, and if Kathy tells it, you know it was real because yeah, she doesn't so, want to say anything right. bad about she's anybody. Her like, barometer. I guess, is. I guess <laughs> she had to wrap him at twenty-two minutes. <laughs> he got the wrap sign again. That's two funerals. He got the wrap sign at. Ends his performance. She she goes. He, Christopher, he never spoke about our mother. He never mentioned our mother. And then Chris Dennis goes, and he never said what he got arrested for. Yeah. He never said, what did you get arrested for? My Tell uncle, me the end of this to story. To this day, my uncle Dennis He'll is like, scream what the about fuck it. did you get arrested for? <laughs> he is so wound up about it. He wouldn't say, we sat there waiting. He never said why they arrested him. So. And why was he there in the first place? Why was he on a mission? What was the mission? He was Columbia? A, uh, uh, the uh, Mormon church. mission, church mission. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he got arrested on again. Is that another way? He's on a church mission and got arrested. What kind of church was this? <laughs> church of church no, of trading children. <laughs> so, so guys, why people, why would you get arrested? People, and are, where were the rest of the people on the mission trip? Because usually you're all together. Why didn't they bail mission? you out? Like, by the way, this whole this, this whole eulogy for but my arrested. grandmother, who he didn't mention, my grandmother. 
is this weird that's beside the point how come he just gets up like every one of his eulogies was alibis he would just get up and give an alibi not but not ticketed so it wasn't a speeding it was he was arrested and detained in a mexican jail See, but see, this is my uncle. That's what my uncle looks like all the time. Okay. That's what we talk about. Um, so, guys, uh, again, uh, celebrate the person when they yeah. die. Celebrate the person. Get with the family uh, and and create a team. Yeah, you may we not are, like it, but we kept saying we what would grandma grieving. want. Grandma are, would yeah. die all over again if we fought, if we argued, if family was upset. Grandma wanted family to be together and be happy and love each other. And so you have to just constantly think yeah. what how they would have wanted it to And go. enjoy the weird I, I've noticed that I, I've started to enjoy the weird. I because I'm so I've seen it enough now. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, who's, who's just, gonna snap? I just decided I'm gonna write a, a special about it. Yeah, and for God's sakes, if you get arrested, that's not the time to tell the story. Thank or you. Okay. tell the story. Yeah. What did you get arrested for? We're all we're all we're hated. We're like, and, but but and it, why 12. does it make you think of Nana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what does she have to do with? Wait but, a second. But how hard does it take you out twelve by eight? You can just do. You can that walk. that that has been his sticking point for five years. Because he was so dramatic about it. He's like, the fuck. It's not. That, so it was a minor offense. Because it was a. It's ninety six tiles. Really asshole. trying to. <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's not. But it's, it's wait, okay. wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just ten it's times a- eighteen would be one hundred and eighty, and then you have two more eighteens. So oh, you right. have eight, to add thirty-six. So I was thinking eight. So two. Okay. Wait, wait, eight. Eighteen, anyway, by, guys, 18 by ten is one hundred and eighty. <laughs> See what I mean? Eighteen times this twelve. This could go on for ten it episodes. This was a eulogy. It was two hundred. Uh, hold on. Ninety-six. It was very fun to have the crew together again for this one. Um, thank you guys for everything that you said about this podcast on the road. We've gotten some we really cool feedback. We heard some really great things. And, and guys, again, the, the t- please tell people about this podcast. The entire we are, this is episode five. Yep. The entire point of this is to help us all get through what we all have to go through yeah we're gonna we're all to. gonna have to go through might this. as well so you might as well have some insight into some people have gone and through laugh. yeah and the first time it happens it's gonna it's it'll be devastating we hope this helps you a little bit thanks for myself rachel bradley christopher titus and ken highlander thank you guys so much we'll see you next month bye guys there could still be only one, one, <laughs> <next> one. <laughs>